Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast. Can't believe I'm about to be saying this now. NBA playoffs, play-in tournament edition. We are finally here in the NBA season. So we have our NBA expert, Evan Debo, back with us today. How are you doing today, sir? What's good, sir? How are you? Good, man. Good. I, I feel like it was just yesterday we were reviewing the Heat Lakers finals, and now we're back again. We're at postseason time. How do you feel about that? I'm just I'm just glad we made it through a season. I mean, we were we weren't sure we'd get to this point. We thought we'd have to start and stop a lot. I mean, you had mm-hmm. those early cancellations, right? Um, of hey, such and such is there's been enough players hit somebody's COVID list and contact list that suddenly they're down to under eight, which was a threshold this year, and they can't play. And you saw a few of those, and you're like, hey, is this going to pick up? But I'm just thankful we got through it. It's still been weird, um, but you know, all things considered, we've had about as close to normal season if as you'd think we'd be able to have. So I'm I'm ecstatic that we're at this point um, and we're back to uh, a playing tournament, um, which was added last year during the bubble. They've revised that a little bit and excited um, to have some meaningful um, uh, play in basketball here um, this week, heading into the weekend when round one starts. So, yeah, you brought up how the playing tournaments like in its second year because it was brought up during COVID. And you've heard people like LeBron say that at the beginning last year, he said it was great. This year was dumb, maybe because his team's in it, obviously because of injuries and whatnot. 100%. Why? Do you think this is the new norm, like for basketball fans, that they're going to keep this playing tournament for a bit? Um, I think I think so. Um, I mean, again, so from a competitive standpoint with the league, you've got two additional teams now on either side. So four, four extra teams. And then you think about the 11th place and the 12th place teams that didn't make the cut for the top 10, essentially. Again, for the play-in, the premise is if you're new to this listing or um, you're a little unfamiliar about how this takes shape, the first six seeds are guaranteed at the end of the regular season. Uh, from there, the seventh place, eighth place, ninth place, and 10th place finishers play in this play-in tournament. Um, but I mean, from those two additional spots, so we're four across the league to, again, the 11th, whoever fin- ended up finishing in 11th place um, on either side in 12th place, I mean, they were, they were likely, you know, had their heads in the game and their fan bases, you know, thought that, hey, you know, we could crack at that top 10 and make the play-in. I know, I mean, for a while, as bad as the Cavs have been, you know, that was a discussion point of, hey, maybe we could sneak into this thing. Then reality hit and and injuries were crazy. We, at one point, the Cavs particularly had three concussions at one time from one game against Washington. So um, I, I think it is, I think it's good for the league. Um, you know, again, I think your folks like LeBron when you're in it, yeah, it's going to suck and say, you know, why can't we just do what I did the first, you know, 17, 16 years of my career? And just if you're in, you're in um, as opposed to this. But it's it's exciting for the fans. It's exciting, you know, if you're the Memphis Grizzlies who are in this playing tournament to get playoff experience for John Morant and everybody else too. So I mean, it's advantageous for the teams to get those young guys good reps one and then two. Um, you know, two. That's a selling point when it comes to free agency. Of hey, we made the tent, we made the the tent seed. We bring you along on you know sign you as a wing or you know bring you in as a backup big, what have you. You could help us with our rotations. You know make the top six where we don't have to hit the plan and keep growing with our young core. So, I mean, from the fans perspective, league office, coaches, players, um, 
unless you're kind of the standard bearer, like a LeBron James and the Lakers, you know, where, you know, it's just expected that you're going to be a top whatever team and they've been plagued by injuries is why they're here. I don't see why it's not good for everybody. No, I 100% agree with you. And the only people that I would add on to the people you listed how it's good for are the television contracts because um, obviously they get more games on national television. There's um, games tomorrow and Wednesday on TNT and ESPN. And also in the regular season wise, near the end, those ratings typically would go up because those games are now more meaningful because now it's not about just winning you're in. It's now win and try and get a top six seed so you avoid the play-in game. So you get extra rest for your veterans. Because, I mean, someone like, I mean, we know LeBron, he's 36 and he's a physical specimen, but now potentially has to play one playing game, potentially two if he loses this one, and then go into a best of four onward. So I think TV deals are going to be eating this up. I agree. Real quick on, on TV, TV notes. Um, yeah, more, more games for them, more money for them. Um, less games, less money for a couple folks coming in for different reasons. And I, you know me and my backgrounds, media, news, and everything else. And uh, um, first and foremost, uh, the legend, Marv Albert, announced that this will be his last run um, doing uh, commentary play-by-play for, for TNT. I mean, it's hard thinking about – I mean, I get, I get like butterflies thinking about Marv Albert calling – um, you know, the, the famous LeBron shot against Orlando of LeBron for the win. Like, I mean, that's, that's Marv Albert is synonymous with playoff basketball. Um, as much as, you know, Mike Breen is in the finals with the bang stuff and everything, like it's going to be tough to see that guy go, but I mean, whether it's him or Hubie Brown, I mean, those, those guys, God love them. I mean, they, they're getting to that age. Like, it's just, it's tough to see, you know, your, your television icon, like those guys, like, you know, kind of fade a little bit like cognitively and stuff too. And like, you know, they're like any dude with dreads, they'll call them the same guy with dreads. Like they're getting to that spot where like, it's just, it's, it's getting kind of like, I, I, I don't want to call it bad, but like it's getting to a spot where they have really trouble kind of differentiating the players and, and stuff like that. Or it just blatantly somebody didn't take a shot and they say they did like, yeah. that's been common theme on Twitter and Reddit threads. And it's it's time, and I think Marv's seen that. Poor Hubie Brown, ESPN keeps running out there. Somebody's got to help that dude out because he's way worse. But mm-hmm. um, in terms of just you know, unfortunately, that cognitive decline. Um, Father Time's undefeated. You and I are both heading there too. But I'm glad that this will be the last run. Um, it should be a good one for him. And on the other note, God love him. Uh, Chris Weber is uh, is going to be done. Um, he's been a huge huge point of contention among fans is just how bad he is at calling games. And, um, his, I think he was non-renewed, uh, last week. So he, this is going to be the last run and that might be it, um, actually for Chris Weber in terms of, uh, as a broadcaster, at least for TNT for now, he's probably better suited for a, you know, a panel desk, something like that. So he'll get picked up with an NBA TV or, um, you know, as, as different media platforms continue to evolve. And then we've got panelists on, Twitter probably now with the new Twitter stories and all those kinds of things. That's where likely you're going to see a C web, um, a hall of fame C web, I should note. Um, oh yeah. Uh, with, with some recognition, <laughs> but, um, yep. Yeah, just on a quick broadcast note, um, last, let's go around for a couple guys have been around for a little bit. So in the, in how we perceive and, and listen to games. Yeah. I, I want to say one more thing about Marv because I know he's going to be done at the end of the Eastern conference finals if i recall and just 
58 years in the business. I mean, I just, on a personal note, would hope I could survive 50 plus years in my, when in anyone's profession, like being able to do it at the level he's done it. Obviously, you just talked about the climb, but 58 years, like that's amazing. Started in 1963. He's been with Turner for 22 years, 19 as NBA play-by-play announcer. You're right. That was a, that was a total number. Um, his signature, yes, on the call. Um, just absolutely amazing. He turns 80 years old next month. He's covered uh, addition to basketball, football, and boxing, and hockey, baseball, and tennis. Um, you know, what, what a legend. Uh, it's going to be, uh, just as I recall, you know, kind of what we did with, with John Madden and, and Al Michaels and Brett um, some of those guys. He's, he's he, Brett Musburger. He's, he's right up there with those. So, Martin, let's dive into the tournament, man. What do we got matchup-wise? All right. What we got matchup-wise uh, we're going to go, we're going to, I'm going to name the four and then we're just going to dissect them each by each. So in the West, we have number nine, Memphis versus number 10, San Antonio, number seven, Los Angeles Lakers. If you've been living under a rock, yes, the defending champs are sevens right now. I know, crazy. And number eight, the Golden State Warriors. In the East, we have the number nine, Indiana Pacers and the number 10, Charlotte Hornets. And we also have the Boston Celtics. Yes, the Boston Celtics are also the seven going against the number eight Washington Wizards. So we are going to go switch it to the West, and we're just going to talk about the big one that everyone's um, hopefully going to be watching, Los Angeles Lakers versus the Golden State Warriors. They are the last playing game. They are Wednesday at 10 o'clock. And Evan, before we even dive into that, as a media person, I already have a problem with that. Why is the biggest game on at 10 when most people on the East Coast are going to be asleep? I know. You, you might push through a half. I'm going to try and push through as much as you I can. You know I struggle with staying up late with these. On, you know I struggle with these. I'm right there with you. It's Yeah, why, why, have, why have those teams play that late? And I, that's hurt. I think that's hurt a lot of former, you know, Cav, or a lot of current Cavs fans, you know, that watch LeBron all these years. Is, I and mean, I know I've struggled with watching a lot of his games. Just, I mean, when you get that 1030 staples tip or you know if they're you know playing anywhere else in the the pacific northwest like that's that's tough to stay up for i'm right there with especially on a weekday like it's on wednesday that means you have to go to work on thursday i can do them if they're on the weekends but typically on the weekends their games are earlier so but it's wednesday night i struggle with the weekends even oh yeah well (laughs) that's that's what you gotta you gotta prepare for lebron games these days but yeah man lakers warriors it's another chapter in the LeBron Steph play. Well, most of the times it's been in the finals, obviously Cavs Warriors, but now it's in the playoffs. And LeBron and AD, they were gone for injuries. For anyone who didn't know, that's why the Lakers dropped the seventh because both their top two players and Dennis Schroeder have been out for a bit. And when they've been out, they've had inconsistent play. And then the Warriors, who, if people remember, they do not have Clay Thompson. He was out since the beginning of the year. We didn't know if this was going to be another tank job, but then Steph Curry just went out of his mind these last last half of the season, reminding us who he is. And we talked about it off um, recording that there's talk about him potentially being an MVP push, and we can talk about that at the end. But Evan, this is, I don't know if the NBA could have dreamed of a better seven versus eight matchup. It sucks if you're the Lakers, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, one real quick note on the, on the schedule. I want to make sure listeners uh, of the pod know. Um, so this is not, 
it, typical, you're used to college basketball where the one seed plays a 16 um, for whatever reason. And that's kind of the same way in, in football too, where, you know, you get the buys if you're the, um, if you're a and home, home advantage and everything else, and you let the lower guys battle it out. So in this case, uh, the seven team, so the, the playing games are the seven, seven through 10. Again, for whatever reason, the seventh does not play the 10. I hate this. This is bad. I hate this. The Lakers were just on the verge. Now, granted, injuries, everything else. But if you're the Lakers um, or the Celtics, you are almost good enough to make the top six. You shouldn't be penalized and have to play the next best team. You should have to play the worst of the 10 teams or worst of the 10 teams. Um, so I, I struggle with that. Um, if there's one tweak to add, I hope they look at that. Um, unfortunately, it's probably going to have to take a huge 10 upset, maybe for somebody with a lot of willpower. I mean, these are, these are your two flagship enterprises here in NBA. It doesn't get any bigger than the Los Angeles Lakers and the uh, Boston Celtics with over 30 titles between the two. Yep. Um, like it's, if one of them gets upset in, in this um, by, by, you know, if it's, it's Celtics by Wizards or it's Lakers by Warriors, you know, maybe that conversation will happen. But nonetheless, we have Lakers and Warriors. Yeah, I think that, I think that is going to be, I mean, one game against Steph Curry. I mean, dude, we know the dude can go off. The dude could go off for 70, all we know. Um, the good thing for the Lakers in the format, just people know, is um, so again, if, if whoever wins the seven, eight game. So if the Lakers win or the Warriors win, they are placed as the seventh, the seventh team. If they, the loser of that game will play the winner of the nine, 10 game for the eighth seed. So if you're the Lakers, like for instance, if the Lakers were to lose um, against the Warriors, they would not get knocked out entirely. Um, so they would still have an opportunity to play one more, we'll get the eighth seed and then they'd go in and, um, play the Jazz in the first round, which honestly probably is a good. I think they match up really well against Utah. Um, not to say that the Suns are a slouch by any means, but anyway. So Lakers and Warriors. I mean, I still, if we're going, to, we're going picks here. I mean, I I still expect LeBron and company. I know LeBron's been banged up with that high ankle sprain, and AD's been nursing his way back in. I mean, they're defending champs. Um, you know, never count out Steph Curry and anything, but again, it's. It's just a matter of Lakers got way more bodies. Um, you know, it's just, it's really just Steph and who knows what kind of night you're going to get from, I mean, for them to beat the Lakers, they're going to need a really, really big game from, uh, from Draymond on the assist and rebound and defending side guarding LeBron. Um, but also they're going to need Wiggins. They're going to need Andrew Wiggins to show up. And yep. we know it's just flip a quarter with Andrew Wiggins. Dude doesn't bring it every night, but when he's on, he's great. When he's off, he's, you know, getting 20 points, but he's like five for 18 from the field. Like you can't have that kind of performance shooting under 33%. So, um, Martin, what are your thoughts on, on this, at least the, the first of the, the playing tournament between Lakers and Warriors? Man, it's really tough because I know the last game of the season, I think he's, he's, he's obviously going to play, but LeBron was down on his ankle again. I saw that, and, but he's going to play in AD's back. Because, I mean, I, we, beginning of the year, we picked the Lakers to go back to the finals, and I'm still feeling like that if they get more healthy. But the way Steph Curry has played this past two months, and he just finished the league-leading score at 32 points per game, and now he's like an elite company with, like, Will Michael and Kareem is the only person to have, like, 
multiple scoring titles, uh, multiple like MVPs and multiple championships, things like that. that I saw on ESPN and he, it's hard, man, because if he can really just go one game for 50 and you lose, like, that's what I'm really struggling towards right now. Like you, we've watched LeBron, he's little mm-hmm. over half of our lives, like half of our lives. You could pencil him in for 27, seven and seven, like just pencil that in 80 is going to get. They called it. They started calling it a LeBron statistic when anytime somebody gets 27, seven and seven. Oh, I mean, that's the truth. That's his, that's his uh, historical averages. 80 is probably going to get 20 and 10. But if Steph, I just, if Steph just going 10 for 14 from three, and and we talked about the Warriors supporting cast. I mean, the Lakers supporting cast has not been all too great either. Like we talked about Wiggins, but on the Lakers side, they have Kuzma. And Kuzma is one of those players. He can be sometimes really good and then sometimes terrible. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, I think he needs to play well because I'm interested to see how many bodies they're going to throw at Steph and if they're just going to double team him at half court because he can pull up from half court. Like you literally have to start guarding him at half court. But I really do feel like uh, this. I do feel like the Lakers in just one game, they're going to pull this one out. I my pick would be different if Clay would be able to play, but obviously he can't. But I think I'm going to go Lakers here. Another guy missing from the series is uh, number two overall pick, James Wiseman, um, who had that seizing any injury too. So that's that's an extra um, guy, at least to to rack up fouls and stuff against uh, um, you know the likes of AD and um, and Drummond and Marcus Saul. And I mean they've got the size. I mean as long as the Lakers win the rebounding game and Harold too. I mean as long as they win the rebounding game, they'll. I mean, it might be one of those things where, you know, it's just survive and advance it. I don't see the Lakers winning by a stupid huge margin um, by any means. But, um, you know, I and they'll, you know, Wes Matthews and Ben McLemore and Dennis Schroeder, no Rajon Rondo this go around the playoffs. Um, and KCP, they've got their hands full, you know, trying to bump Steph every time he does a curl and, you know, uh, uh, does a little flare off a down screen, pin down, all those types of things. You're right. We get, they got to, Make the just as just as uh, the Cavs did in 2016 against Steph is they got to make him feel every offensive possession um, and go from there. But I mean, again, for for Golden State, that's their that's their ticket to having a having a chance, and they do have a good chance. Again, I mean, Draymond statistically has probably been one of the worst offensive seasons he's had. Um, you know, had, he's 31 now, and he's still. He's really come on as uh, as a distributor, some really high digit assist games here recently. But um, yeah, it's the it just as just as we know it with Golden State. Um, you know, Steph Steph is going to carry this team, or he's not, or he's going to carry it un, until he can't, or you know, something else comes through. I mean, it's just like a like a surprise game from you name you name the person, Damian Lee, or. Jordan Poole, I mean, you you name it. It's going to have to be somebody just out of um, Juan Toscano Anderson. You're gonna, it's going to be somebody Somebody else has to come together and have a holy crap night, kind of like Matthew Del Vadova like three or four years ago. Shout out Mitch Oso on that reference. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go on to the next series, Martin. You want to stay in the West with Memphis and San Antonio? Might as well. Let's stay in the West. Okay. Yeah, Memphis and San Antonio, I mean, for – Basketball fans like us, this is like a throwback to like the Zach Randolph and Duncan like playoff series where they used to go like a boring six games for 
casual fans, but for us, we're like, oh my gosh, look at that play execution from Memphis and uh, San Antonio. And you brought up Hubie Brown. Remember Hubie Brown used to keep coach over there at Memphis. So that's a, just a plug for him. But yeah, I you can never count out Pop as a coach. Nope. You can never do that. And I'm and with all the things that San Antonio has lost in the recent years of Obviously, Duncan, who just won the Hall of Fame, uh, Ginobili, Parker, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, who left, and they have DeMar DeRozan. And you just never count him off in the playoffs. But I'm really feeling that this time, I think Memphis is going to take him. I think John Morant is going to, I think he's going to have a show. And I really think Memphis can beat San Antonio. Um, And I just feel like San Antonio is just maybe a couple years away with some draft picks and some free agent acquisitions to being the San Antonio of like old, but this I'm going with the young gun. This one I'm going Memphis. Yeah, I I think I think it's the Grizzlies too. Um, again, yet you're right. I you laid the the foundation great with Pop. You can never count out a a Greg Popovich coach coach team, but I mean they're San Antonio's roster. I mean they they essentially waived Aldridge. I mean they still have. You know, DeMar DeRozan, they've got um, – they just kind of got a, a a bunch of journeymen. I mean, of course, you know, Patty Mills is kind of the lone holdout from, you know, what we knew of the those first teams. Um, Jakob Pertl has been fantastic defensively. DeJounte Murray's, you know, he he can he can still, um, you know, hang in terms of, you know, might be a surprise, uh, you know, scoring uh, effort, you know, here and there. But, I mean, I just don't – I just don't see them contending with, with Memphis. Um, I believe triple J's back for Memphis now too. Um, Jaron Jackson jr. And, you know, Grace Allen's had a really good season. Um, Kyle Anderson, former spur now on the, on the Grizz. That's been a great addition for them. Uh, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark. I just, I feel like this is a really young budding team that I, I like as well. Um, in addition to, you know, Valanciunas can get you a 15, 15 in a playoff game. Like, I, I just think they've got way too much firepower for this. And I, I like the Grizz to advance to, um, you know, a game with the, the loser of Lakers Warriors, um, you know, for that final eight seed. Uh, I like them to advance here as well. And that would give us uh, Grizzlies Warriors, which just happened a couple of days ago, how the Warriors secured that spot. So that would be a very interesting rematch. And that wasn't that wasn't an easy win by any means for the Warriors. I mean, it took it took everything that you know Steph had to to get him to that point. I mean, it was it was something else. Um, so that that final you're referencing happened um, yesterday um, against they won one thirteen one hundred one. I think Steph tried to do the Baron Davis t shirt up on the shirt. Yep. Thing. Yep. Um, he went off for, for 46, nine and seven, uh, Wiggins, good contributions, 21 Draymond had 14 Jordan Poole off the bench, um, with, with 15. But I mean, it was one of those ones where, I mean, Steph had 46, but he shot like 30 times. So like, it's, that's the kind of game the Warriors, you know, it, a couple more shots fall the opposite direction or they don't fall for Steph and, um, or they don't get those contributions for Wiggins and they're hurting. But I do like, I do like the Grizz as well too, to move into that that second game here. So Martin, let's shift things East. Let's uh, let's look at the Celtics and the Wizards. Um, just like the Lakers, how obviously they had injuries disappointed that they're the seventh seed. 
Boston uh, disappointed that I'm disappointed that they're the Savage because they've been a resident typically. They've been in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think, like three out of the past four years, if I remember correctly. And for them to take this drop, obviously, they've lost Kyrie. They lost Gordon Hayward. Um, they've just not been good this year. So I'm actually disappointed that they're this low. And then Washington, I mean, probably my favorite quote of 2020 going into 2021. Bradley Beal saying their defense is so bad they can't guard a parked car. Like, that's been my oh. favorite of this year so far because they were horrendous. And as we talk about how Steph Curry just went off this second half of the year, especially these past couple months, the same could be said about Russell Westbrook, who has gone off Westbrook. the second half of this year. Obviously, he just broke the uh, most triple doubles in NBA history, and he's averaged a triple double for the fourth time in his career which is insane and i personally think right now washington is dangerous i actually have washington beating boston because i just don't know what's wrong with boston i don't know if you want to throw the hot seat word around brad stevens right now but they are not playing together they're not playing the boston that we've seen the past couple of years especially as Cavs fans that we've had to deal with in the eastern conference finals and the final Cavs uh, years of lebron but Washington's dangerous, and the combination of uh, Westbrook and Bradley Beal, I think that's going to be a little bit too much for Boston, and I'm actually going to take the Wizards on this one, which is painful for me to say because their defense was terrible at the beginning of the year. Still bad, but... Yeah, I mean, I think it's... I'll be honest. I think, yeah, I think this is a toss-up because of of how well Washington's been playing, and Boston's just kind of... I mean, they're just apathetic. I mean, the Cavs, Cavs hurt themselves in draft stock, but, I mean, they they laid the two by four to him last week um, mm-hmm. at, at home. And I mean, should not have been in that game. I mean, it just Washington just didn't care to show up, but you're right. I mean, I, I was ready to write off this team and was like, man, like, what are they doing with the, I thought the Rockets made out better getting John, John wall um, based on what we'd seen out of Russell Westbrook. And it took some time for them to, um, to get up to speed with, with Scotty Brooks um, and, and, you know, reconnecting there with Russell Westbrook, but you know, they, they figured it out and it clicked, um, Bradley Beal, shout out Bradley Beal. Dude's been throwing in 7,000 fake trades, obviously a great <laughs> asset anybody would love to have, but that guy, if you give me one guy, who's like the definition of professional in the league, it's Bradley Beal. Um, just a consummate pro through and through level-headed you know, we're going to work through this. We're going to work through this. And then the, you know, the, the trade happened. And then, you know, afterwards with, with the injuries and then Westbrook missed some time. I mean, it's amazing where this team finished. They're definitely coming on strong. Um, and then, I mean, a, a, a kind of throw in, in the trade that, you know, they had of sorts, um, Daniel Gafford's been playing out of his freaking mind, man. He is every bit of why, I mean, he's, he's averaging, uh, since, averaging on the season, um, just seven and four or something. But I mean, he's been a, a really great, um, screener up top for the guards. He's been a really great, uh, pick and roll option for Westbrook. I mean, he's been phenomenal and Brett had to be able to, I mean, this guy's been playing out of his mind, um, as a part of the, uh, the bulls trade, I believe with the magic. Um, but he's been, he's been phenomenal, but I do too. Like I do too, like the, the Washington Wizards. I mean, I still think Boston somehow probably just talent wise with Tatum and, and Brown and, and well, just Tatum now. Yeah. Cause Brown's um, out, you know, finds a way to, yeah. Find a, find their way into the eight seed if they were to lose this game, but I'm going with the wizards as well. 
Shout out to Scotty Brooks and Russell. Boston's got some Boston's got some stuff to uh to figure out, man. Yeah. I and you're right. I don't it's common sense would say they'd be dumb to fire Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens isn't why this team is where it's at. A lot of it is is Danny Ainge. Mm-hmm. Um this might be time for Danny Ainge to part ways. I know he's BFFs with one of the big owners of the Celtics, which you know hurt Celtics fans with trying to get past it. I mean, Celtics are always that, oh man, they were almost in on this trade teams yep. that never does anything. Yep. I mean, they took, imagine if they got anything, literally anything for Gordon, for Gordon Hayward. They had the exemption. They brought on um, uh, Fournier from, from Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, to absorb in, in some of that giant exception they have when Gordon walked and signed the deal with Charlotte, which we'll talk about in a second. But um, Miles Turner, Miles Turner, and I forget who else for Indiana um, was were on the table, and they didn't want Miles Turner. Miles Turner's been playing out of his freaking mind this year. Really great season. Um, he was Turner and well, to remember a couple of years ago, like they had the pieces to go get AD. Remember, that was a big rumor that Boston oh, would potentially yeah. trade for AD a couple of years ago, and they didn't pull the plug on that. I mean, it's – I don't know. I mean, it's – Boston's just hurting every which way. I mean, they've had, they've had injuries. But, I mean, I just – I look up and down that roster, and who else is getting you a bucket um, with Jalen with out? I mean, it's uh, – I love Peyton Pritchard, but only as a rookie. I mean, he's been great coming in with, with – you know, almost eight points off the bench and stuff. Um, you know, if you're Charlotte, you're the freaking winner, the the Kemba Walker thing, man. I mean, Scary Terry's been rolling. Um, you're paying peanuts for him as you are to Kemba, who can't stay on the court. Um, I mean, it's I, I just looking up and down Boston's roster. I mean, who's gonna go get you a bucket between Robert Williams, Tremont Waters, Tristan Thompson, um, you know, Marcus Smart here or there has some flashes, but Pritchard, Ojale, Neesmith, Cornette, Langford, um, and you know Fournier is getting seventeen or so a game, but I mean he's been he's missed a lot of time and had the COVID spell and everything else. I mean like they just don't have it, man. They just don't. It's it's a worse wizard. It's a worse sorry. It's a worse um, warrior situation where you've got one guy in Tatum who can you know do it all, fill it up, what have you. He's just not as good at shooter when they pack the paint like they are for like Steph can get you out of problems. So with that said, he's still really freaking good. So oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um I I like them to get the eight seed for and if they do lose against the Wizards, but that takes us on to our final playing series, Martin. And that's the Charlotte Hornets and the Indiana Pacers. You know, I kind of struggle with this one because I felt I feel like if LaMelo Ball wasn't hurt as long as he was I think Charlotte would have been a higher seed, maybe still in the play-in game. Because remember when he was there, like he has impressed me so much this year. Lamelo, when fully healthy, and the way that team goes with Gary Terry, as you already mentioned, uh, Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridge, like they they can run and gun, and I think they're actually going to be pretty scary in this one. No disrespect to Indiana, but from a fan's perspective, I kind of want Charlotte to win just because I actually do like watching LaMelo ball play. And I do think that they can beat Indiana in a one game thing. What do you think? I, let's see here. I'm counting up. Terry Terry can go 40. You're 
He can, he can go. I mean, I, I love, I love the direction Hornets were good or have been going this year. I'll be honest. I'm in, I'm very much an Indiana Pacers in the Indiana Pacers camp on this. Um, Heading into this game or heading into this game. Yeah. Um, the Hornets are sliding into this, this play and they've lost six of their last seven. Um, notably all the playoff teams with the exception of uh, the Pelicans. They did beat the, the magic pretty handily by, by 10 bad loss to the bulls by 21 on May 6. Um, and then they, yeah, they beat the magic and they lost to the Pelicans, Nuggets, Clippers, Knicks, and Wizards. Uh, in their next five games. So, I mean, it's, it, they're not in a good way. And I, you're right. It's just too many question marks. I think for, I think it's just, yeah, there's just a lot of question marks and that's nothing to take away from LaMelo and what he's done. And I mean, rookie of the year and just phenomenal, but um, this team is also really, really bad without Gordon Hayward. And they've, they haven't had him, you know, for a, a decent chunk here and there. Um, so that's sort of some of their continuity, but looking at the proven, some of the guys still, you know, on the Indian Pacers that are, they're still proven guys. I mean, Jeremy Lamb's a, a vet wing. That's not a guy who's going to win you a ball game, but um, that's a guy that you can look out and say, Hey, I need you on, you know, bridges for a good chunk of the game and, and, and hold his own against him. But um, you know, look at TJ McConnell, who's really struggled with him, but I mean, that's another vet guy to handle your offense coming into the second unit. Um, but I mean, just on, to me, just, uh, you know, Brogdon, Karis LeVert, um, Sabonis, and Turner, among, you know, themselves, and obviously TJ Warren lost for the year. Um, that's enough where I'm like, Ooh, this is a team that's not only going to win this game, but I think is going to beat, I think could well beat Boston. I'm not going to say they're going to beat Boston. I think they well could beat Boston. I think they would beat Boston because I think if Boston loses to Washington that last game, they're going to be checked out. I'm I think they could be, and I'm, I'm going to go back on that in this podcast. I don't think Boston's going to win it. I don't think, I think that game is so important for the seven seed that the loser of that seven, eight matchup will lose the Indiana Pacers. Oh yeah. They'll be done. These guys, these guys, whether that's Washington or Boston, I mean, that's how important that game is. And that's again, the difference of if Boston were playing the Hornets, they don't have to worry about it. Like that's the difference between them staying in a first round playoff series and them losing on this format is they don't play the seven ten they play the seven eight and I think they're going to lose the seven eight and then they got to play the ninth which this year is Indiana's stupid good I mean I think for a, a nine seed in a bad conference but I just feel like again one game one game playing against them a lot of vet a lot of vet guys up and down this this Indiana roster the only wild card of this I will say is. Um, there's been a lot of a lot of talk that the Pacers are going to can um, can their coach um, who just hasn't had command of the locker room. Um, you know, came from a situation in uh, uh, Toronto um, dating back to the Kawhi years, uh, where he just I mean he was phenomenal. Nate Nate Bork, Bjorkgren, I knew I was going to butcher it. Um, just phenomenal with, with how, how they schemed against the Warriors to, you know, against the set in the 76er series and stuff to the caught them off guard with some of their offensive, uh, you know, sets and pushing the pace and everything else. It just hasn't translated for Indiana. So that's my one thing I'm kind of like, eh, Evan, in the back of your mind, man, what do you like this? This could be some, somewhat of a holdup of just, um, you know, I don't know if it's not, it's not a buy-in thing, whatever, but I mean, they just, they got to win. They got to win two games, essentially. So 
Yeah. We'll see. You're going Pacers over Charlotte. Yeah, I'm going with Pacers over Charlotte. And if they get to that point, I'm going Pacers make the first round. Um, and they're gonna play, they're gonna draw the the lowest of the low straws here. Um, well, not the lowest, but pretty close. They're gonna play the 76ers and they yeah, I don't like the Sixers to make it too too far, but they're gonna beat the Pacers. And I was also gonna say we talked about contracts earlier with like Lakers and Warriors gonna be a big money draw. If we both picked Washington, and if Washington does does win, they will be playing Brooklyn in the first round. And I think if I do remember, this will be the first time KD and Westbrook play in the playoffs against each other. So that's already spelling storylines and money. We all know that if you were to rank all, all of those players on the Nets and the Wizards. Um, Russell Westbrook is the like the fourth of the big five in that series. Yeah, probably, probably, definitely the fifth. I put Bradley Beal over him. He's he's of the five. Katie, um, uh, Kyrie, Harden, um, Westbrook, and Beal. I put him last. Here's the thing, though. We know about Westbrook. Can't tell that dude he's not the best. Nope. Um, and again, it just depends. Though so I would not be surprised if they stole a game. I don't expect him to. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be sweet. Like they'll be. They'll be that great. You're right. They'll be that great. Probably chippy back and forth, and then you know suddenly, um, you know Westbrook might you know take a take a uh, something to the post and score on KD and start talking crap. Like I'd clap on. That's the whole throw out the chair emoji and sit down. Like this is why we love the playoffs. Is the stories within the stories and everything else. I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about these playing games, Martin. We got to keep them around. Let's tweak the format and have seven play 10, um, eight and nine, and then we'll sort the rest out there. Let's, let's, um, you know, in a league that still fights a little bit, a bit of tanking and and whatnot and jockeying for positions. Also the Clippers definitely tanked. So they didn't have to potentially play the Lakers. Uh, They tried hard to tank in the last week or so, which is ridiculous. I love that. If you switch it around like that, it'll reward teams for playing better basketball. Let's get there. But in between, love, as we started the podcast with, love this format. Love NBA playoff basketball. Let's ride, man. Oh, yeah. And remember, guys, the play-in games start, we're recording on Monday. They start tomorrow. They're Tuesday. Let me get you guys those times again for all of you all. Uh, first game is the Hornets Pacers, 630 on TNT, May 18th. The second game is the Wizards Celtics at 9 p.m. TNT. Then May 19th, you got the Spur, you got the Spurs and Grizzlies, 730 on ESPN. Then you got the main event, unfortunately, because it's so late. Lakers Warriors at 10 p.m. on ESPN. And then May 20th, you're gonna have the winner of game one that would be the hornets pacers going against the loser of the boston wizards game at 8 p.m and then game six would be the winner of game three the winner of the spurs grizzlies against the loser of the lakers warriors game and that currently time is to be determined on espn and then once those games are done we will have the playoff field officially I'm excited, man. I really, I really am. Felt like it went by pretty quick. I mean, they've had a lot of national televised games too for people who 
want to watch those. And now you're going to get basically nationally televised games the rest of the way till the finals. I mean, so it's over. So you'll have a way to watch it. If you don't, got the ESPN app. Make sure you get that and ride it, ride it all the way, man. But Evan, anything else? I mean, we talked about Steph for a little bit because LeBron said he thinks he's the MVP of the league. I mean, I personally, when you asked, I said it was too little, too late, my opinion. What did you think? Um, yeah, we talked a little bit about that last night and this morning. Um, yeah, it's it's too late, but man, has it been impressive. Like I the history books won't they'll only say who finished what place. Um I think Curry could finish could finish too. I know Embiid was in there for a while, um, but he's missed a ton of games. Like LeBron at best has played, I think, like 45 games only, and he's had a phenomenal year. But what Curry's been able to do, this is in the last five seasons. Now, granted, he only played, we can't really count last year. So in the last four seasons, um, this is the second best three point percentage shooting clip he's had um, just by a, a margin under his, uh, I think, his uh, 16, 17. But um, what a run. It's been so impressive. I do, I think it's unanimous at this point. I think it's, it's Jokic and man, that guy continues to evolve how the center position is being played. Um, we'll talk, we'll talk full awards, uh, as we get, as we get deeper into the playoffs on, um, you know, uh, all first teams, maybe, um, MVPs, defensive player of the years, rookie, all, all those types of things. But last thing I want to say is just, um, what comes with playoff basketball is what I'm excited to have back this year is playing in something other than a bubble and having fans there. That was so weird. Now, granted, like the numbers or whatever. I'm hopeful, you know, maybe midway through the playoffs that your, your teams with home court and stuff. And again, when they're even the, the away team to start a series, um, you know, when they get their own fans, as the CDC says, you can bring more and more fans in. And recently we've had a bunch of updates in the last week that, Hey, it's, if you're vaccinated, it's safer to do. And if there's ways to safely get more people in the building that can swing a series that can swing, you know, a lot of, as you get up in the playoffs, um, you know, and you start playing some of these, some of these ones where, you know, you and I are discussing it's a toss up fans make a difference. So fans make a difference there. Fans make a difference, uh, here on the L7C. So be sure to like, and subscribe, cook those books, unsubscribe, resubscribe, um, <laughs> give us all, give us all the, the points and, and, uh, and the accolades. Um, if, if you're interested in continuing to listen to us, which by now you, you are, you appreciate us and the entire LC7 network or L7C network so the only last thing i want to just touch on real quick um obviously the hall of fame was just uh recently this saturday and i mean um especially of our childhood the 2000s was really represented there with um kg and uh tim duncan and obviously the late great kobe bryant i mean shoot if you you throw in dirk there that's literally my whole 2000s like and then like Shaq and like obviously and then LeBron and them come through. But seeing those two go in, um, obviously the greatest power forward ever, Tim Duncan, who wasn't flashy, just got the job done. Uh man, if if Ray Allen doesn't hit that shot, Tim Duncan is six and oh in the finals, then maybe people respect him a lot more than they do. Cause then we're having a where does he really rank in like the top five, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then obviously KG big ticket. He was one of my favorite players growing up because he was that stretch four before it became like really popular. So I felt like he was the innovator of that. And then obviously 
Kobe Bryant, um, the strength that Vanessa and the family had. Obviously, she talked, gave the speech on his behalf, and MJ was there with her. So that was really good to see. And it just shows the beauty of the game we love of basketball, man, how we're, we're a basketball community. And ditto to everything Evan said about like, rate, comment, subscribe, keep listening. And to everyone on the L7C network, we're doing good things. With that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. Thank you, Evan, for being on. I mean, we're going to be right back on in about a week, but going over the first round. And I'm going to be excited because I'm going to just give you a precursor, Evan. I already have a lot of upsets in the first round. So just going to let you know. <laughs> I, I got some upsets in the first round because there's some teams after last year. If you've listened to all our things, I can't trust certain teams. So. They're getting the bounce in the first round for me. Well, I for one can't see, can't can't wait to see what you have in store for the fate of the Los Angeles Clippers oh, based on last yeah. year. So I'm I'm looking forward to that in particular more than anything else you got to talk about. Just trust me. I oh yeah, they're, they're they're I'm gonna have a whole notepad of notes just for them. No one else, just them because hot oh, hot darn. They are the playoff Clippers. We are the. Uh, the playoff NBA show here on on the network, and uh, we're ready to rock and roll. Let's go. My favorite player, Paul George. But thank you, everyone, for listening to the L7C podcast. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.